And we are live. We are live. And okay, everything's set up. I'm good on my end. <laughs> I didn't double good check before we started. Started. Oh my gosh! Welcome <laughs> to uh, the Devil Made Me Do It podcast. I am Joe, and I'm here with my host Dizzy. Dizzy, hey, Dizzy. <laughs> it's like oh, it's oh early in the morning, and it's summertime, and it's fucking hot, and the mosquitoes oh. are like out running a fucking muck around the world. Oh yes. Praying I don't get Zika or or Chimichanga or whatever the name of that other one is. <laughs> All I know is my ankles are tore up right now. These little bastards. When I yesterday when we went out to feed the pigs, yeah, they tagged me a couple of times on my back and my shoulders and my behind, and I'm like, hey, that's mine. <laughs> right? It's like sometimes like I, I get them like um like my you hip. know like yes on the hip like right in that gap between your shirt and your pants. And you don't realize sometimes when your shirt goes up and it's like, you start itching there and you're like, how the hell did you get there? I had a onesie on yesterday. I had my, my summertime onesie on and I guess it flew up my pant leg or something, but it got me right on the hip. And I'm like, what the? Dude, no they fear. bite through your clothes too. They'll too, like, yeah. if you're not wearing like the thick shit, like they will mm -hmm. bite through your fucking clothes. And they're so tiny. It's like, what the fuck? You're the, you're like the, the thickness of my, of my pants. How are you biting through that? Like, <laughs> they might be small where you are, but they're doggone velociraptors out here. <laughs> Oh my god, we're gonna have to call like Chris Pratt to come handle this shit because this exactly. is ridiculous. <laughs> my god, he can come handle it. That's all I know. Like, I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, today we're gonna be talking about um Doomsday Cult mom Lori Valau Daybell and her husband Chad Daybell. This is a very, very, very detailed, long, twisty turn. Like, there's constantly a plot twist in this shit, and it's even just trying to sit down and type this out, like, was just so much. It took so long. I had to keep taking breaks because I'm like, I know there's more shit that I'm forgetting or I'm not seeing on here. And I had to, I would have to stop and pull myself back to, like, refresh myself and come back to it. It took me a couple oh, of days yeah. to do it off and on. But I got it done the best I could. Um, real quick, I wanted to talk about a little bit of... Uh, Oh, I mean, and this is kind of a current case still going, but there's another one that I heard about earlier in the week. Um, I'm sad that I didn't write the damn name down of this chick, but um, Chris Watts, if you guys are not familiar with Chris Watts, he is basically what they call like a family annihilator. Um, he murdered his pregnant wife and his very, very two sweet little in like baby girls um, over basically just wanting to start over with some other chick, which she seemed a little shady fucking too, but oh, yeah. maybe we'll get into that story on another day. Um, yeah. So he's currently incarcerated right now. And uh, I guess his bunkie's got a, got a new girl and she is, what is she? I think she's a therapist or something like that, but uh -huh. she is coming out on the news um, talking all kinds of stuff about what's going on with the case and Chris Watts and this and that. And she's, it kind of seems like she is with the bunkie or the celly to get to him kind of the way she's yeah, talking. So I'm curious to see where this goes and what she has to say. And I think, like I said, I think she's just doing it. She's doing it probably just for like her 15 minutes. Cause a lot of people, we talked yeah. about this before, how like people are weird like that. People want to connect with these criminals these murderers and stuff i don't know what it is like they maybe they feel some sense of importance because they're connected to these people or 
or what i don't know but like i said before mm -hmm. i'm not trying to write christmas cards to these motherfuckers so yeah. <laughs> i tell them what's going on on my present on my summer vacation so <laughs> yeah i don't get it but yeah there's there's some <laughs> weird chris watts stuff coming out now with a new chick and no, she, no. she just seems very weird i don't know i don't know <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> oh, so in today's case like i said before there's so much stuff going on um, I tried to get this down in timeline version, so hopefully nobody gets too annoyed that I'm saying, okay, on this date, on this date, on this date. Um, that I'm going to like ad libs and filler in there that I know happened in between some of these spaces. My damn computer just clicked off. Damn it. Need my notes. Yeah. Why are you being rude? Um, <laughs> how rude. How rude. Yeah, little Mich <laughs> I love Michelle Tanner. I use those gifts and the memes like mm -hmm. anytime I, I can do it. <laughs> Because your yep. little attitude is just so sassy and it's perfect. Oh, so. sassy. Just sassy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, oh, I can't say I don't know where to begin because I've already typed this out. I'm looking at it. But <laughs> this one may be a two-parter if I can't get through this in time just because there's so much going on. There was stuff that was, um, there was new discovery that was coming out um, all the way up into Thursday. It's Saturday morning, by the way, guys, um, for you listening later on on the podcast. But there was stuff coming out all the way up until Thursday of this week. Um, and it was like heavily redacted reports because this is still an on, like they haven't gone to trial yet. Like this, they're still sitting in jail, going through a bunch of shit. They're still collecting evidence, still talking to people. So I'm going to shut up and get into <laughs> what's really going on. So, <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm pressing at my cat not to jump on something. Don't. Oh, no worries. I have to do that all the time when I do the cooking <laughs> segments on Any Last Words because my cat always wants to get in the cabinet right, right in front of me. I'm like, you're going to knock over my shit. Move. <laughs> like, and I'm like, you well, know I you did, speak English right now. <laughs> I, I did do a little rearranging and changed out my picture behind me. And I just kind of set it on the edge of the table of my craft table. And she's oh. eyeballing it like she wants to jump on it. And I'm like, no. Stop it. I love that you put the Dahmer board up there. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, yeah. Because <laughs> you chop up all the heads of letters. <laughs> Excuse my blue tongue. <laughs> nah, no worries. Mine might be off color because I've got coffee this morning. Mine's blue because I found a fun dip and I had a sweet oh. tooth last night before bed, even after brushing. <laughs> yeah, that like. shit will stain. <laughs> oh, real quick, good morning, Aaron from over at uh, Horror with her sturdy. Thanks for joining. I yeah, appreciate it, man. Man, I'm just I'm gonna say this just for you, Aaron. We're gonna get into some crazy ass white people drama right now. Like this shit's fucking intense, bro. <laughs> <sighs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna back it up. Um, I'm gonna give you guys like a summary of the crime. We're gonna get into a little bit of Lori's history, and then we're gonna go from there. So are you ready? Here we go. No turning back now. Um, <laughs> so a summary of the crime is that Lori, uh, Lori Valau Daybell and her current husband, Chad Daybell, are involved in several suspicious deaths and part of a bizarre apocalyptic delusion. The prosecutors claim the couple came up with an order to justify the murders of her, of her two children, Tylee, who was 17, and JJ, who is an autistic seven-year-old boy, who was adopted, by the way. Um, and we'll get into that. Um, as well as Chad's 49-year-old wife, Tammy Daybell, uh, who died of what was documented at the time as natural causes, but now after a, an actual autopsy is considered murder. Um, let's see. 
Oh, why did you skip, you son of a bitch? <laughs> I can't push the down button. I actually have to use the mouse for this because it will just jump me off into the end. Yeah. Okay, so Lori's life growing up, um, Lori Noreen Cox was born June 26, 1973. Growing up, she had two brothers and two sisters. Um, one of them is deeply involved in this case. His name is Alex Cox, and we'll also get into that. Um <laughs> Aaron says, I love it from the sidelines. Yeah, it's like, as long as it doesn't involve me, I'm good. Exactly. Same here, dude. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, so Alex is involved in this later on. Um, but Lori attended Eisenhower High School in Rialto, California from 1987 to 1991. In high school, she was a cheerleader and was referred to as a Barbie doll by her peers and spent a lot of time with her cheerleading friends. Like, she, first, she was, like, always in that little clique. They said she didn't, she wasn't interested in anything else or anyone else. And she didn't actually start dating until like her senior year of high school. Hi, giddy, giddy. <laughs> Sorry for, for those of you listening on the audio, we go live first and then this turns into an audio later. So <laughs> when you see a kitty, you can't say hello. So you can't not say hello. Not say hello. Especially Gigi Allen. Yeah. That's her real name. Gigi <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Gigi Allen, I love it. Kitty, kitty, mm -hmm. I love kitties. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so her um, one of her childhood friends stated that her family was a very, very devout Mormon family, and Lori attended like kind of like a preschool before she went to high school during the day, and it was all of like the Mormon it's teaching. Scripture, yeah, it's yeah, scripture study. It's being prior Mormon. I know these things. <laughs> yeah. Did you um, grow up Mormon or no? unfortunately yes okay okay so then you're like you'd be kind of familiar with what that's she why yeah with the rules and all the things you abide by as a mormon most of them don't drink coffee um just recently some of them started drinking coffee i guess which is funny because when i was in high school and i was a mormon um we had a coffee shop across the street from the high school mm -hmm. that was ran by a mormon family what? Yeah, you yeah. Guys, like Mormons can't like have coffee or anything, right? No coffee, no um, alcohol, no nothing, stimulants, basically. No stimulants, exactly. Um, purity is really enforced in the youth. Um, uh, oh, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, I can't think of what we used to call seminary. That's what it was. Seminary. We would go to seminary before school. We would get up at least shoot an hour before school and go sit and talk about Book of Mormon or whatever and and then go to school for eight hours. So that's yeah. it, it, that's you know what there are a lot of different religions and like cultures that do that kind of stuff. Uh when mm -hmm. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, I had I mean, geez, there's like a lot of Vietnamese, Chinese, Japanese and I, um, one of my Chinese friends, um, she kind of did something that was similar to that. Like she went to like her, like her culture's school um, yeah. before she would show up for high school. And then sometimes she would go back again afterwards and she, they never had a day off. Like they went like Monday through Sunday. Like it was just an everyday mm -hmm. thing, well, um, which is crazy. I could, yeah, do that. I could barely get through high school. <laughs> right. Um, Mormons, uh, where I was at, at least in, um, California, we would have seminary um, throughout the week. GD girl, I'm gonna strangle this cat. <laughs> <laughs> She's now in my China hut. I don't know what made her think she could get in there, but um, 
we would do that Monday through Friday. And then Wednesdays, we would have um, young men and young women's, which is high school age kids that get together and study about the Bible and stuff like that. But also it's kind of like a, I don't know, I guess you could say it's kind of like a hangout too, you know, to keep us more occupied with more religion stuff more than, you know, what most teenagers do at that age. (laughs) What is that saying? I think it kind of would reply, you know, apply to a lot of different religions or just, I guess, anything really. Is that, what is it, the the idle hands or the devil's play things kind of deal? Kind of, yeah. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Shit. Don't yeah, do well, it. I don't know. I think this lady takes her religion and, and just goes off oh, literally the deep end with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so like I said, she didn't start dating until her senior year of high school. She didn't go to college after that. And this is where everything really starts to get the ball rolling. Um, in total, including her current husband, Chad Daybell, she has been married five times. Um, in 1992, she married her first husband, which was her high school sweetheart, Nelson Yanes. And I apologize if I botch any of these names. I'm not a perfect person. I get mush mouth. It fucking happens. But um, her first husband was her high school sweetheart, Nelson Yanes, and they divorced and had no children together. Um, then in 1995, she married her second husband, William uh, Lagonia. Like I said, I'm going to mess this up. And William was the father to her oldest son, Colby mm-hmm. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, and they divorced one year after getting married. So it's basically like she, I guess she kind of got like pregnant, had the baby and then they split or something, or maybe she was still pregnant when they split. I don't know. I didn't get a whole lot of detail on that. Yeah. No. Um, and then she did some, Oh shit. I forgot to get the actual details on this one because I thought this was really interesting. Um, she actually, in some point in between this time and her third husband, she appeared on Wheel of Fortune. Mm-hmm. And she basically said that, like, God had, like, brought her there. She was blessed, and her husband was at home with her two beautiful, their two, be- two beautiful children. Okay, taking so care this, of them. That's I saw a little clip of it. And. Yeah. So this one that had to have been after the third husband then, because that would have been Joseph Ryan. So in two th- okay, yeah. okay. So in two thousand one, she married her third husband, Joseph Ryan, who is Tylee's father. Mm-hmm. Um, and her son Colby actually ended up taking his last name. That's why he has the name Colby Ryan and not Colby Lagonia or whatever. However yeah. you say that name. Um, so yeah, she she was on Wheel of Fortune. I don't remember if she won or not. Oh, that sure. I don't know. I don't and know. Then, yeah, so she went on Wheel of Fortune, and then basically, you know, like, God, you know, brought her there or whatever, and then she started entering, like, uh, the Miss Texas Beauty pageants, um, and then she yeah. she really started feeling, like, at this point that, like, she had a calling from God, like, that she was supposed to be someone important and, like, now, I don't want to say, like, the center of attention, but that she was someone special. Um yeah. And then let's see. So they got married and her and Joseph got married in 2001 and then they divorced in 2004. These marriages are very short. Very short. And it's like she's finding one after the other. Like she doesn't even take much of a break in between these guys. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if she was like talking to these people before she. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of I kind of felt that especially later on with her fifth husband. Um, I did uh, see a clip of her in her 
um, pageant where mm-hmm. she's talking to the judges and they asked her what is important to her. And she said, being a good mother, being a great wife and being a great worker. And then something kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Most beauty pageant or beauty queens don't say, I'm a ticking time back. I didn't she catch that part. She specifically said that in that interview. She says, yes, I am a ticking time bomb trying to keep, I do my best to keep everything in order, but I'm a ticking time bomb. Oh, shit. I didn't catch that part. I watched the fucking pageant thing a long time ago. She mm-hmm. looks, I mean, she's still a very pretty lady for her age. Like she's still looks really good, but man, she was like, she was fit and all kinds of shit, especially mm-hmm. for having two kids. Like, damn mama, good for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And actually there was a, um, Let's see, it was last year because I remember we were driving back from Oklahoma mm-hmm. and I was listening to um it was like um it was Dateline or it was something like that. They they kind of jumped in on it. I don't remember if it was Dateline exactly or not, but it was one of those mm-hmm. kind of shows. They had jumped in and they started like picking up the story and they were interviewing people. Um and they had a segment and um they actually interviewed Colby on the mom's life and everything and he says the reason why he and joseph ryan tylee's dad divorced was because joseph ryan was molesting him exactly i read that the other day yeah and he went and told lori and lori just had a shit fit which you should as a good mother and that was the everybody Mm -hmm. said she was a really good mom that she was a great amazing mom very caring um I was going to say, did the gardeners come early next door? Oh, hell no. That shit's going to get loud. Um, but yeah, but um, but he was being molested by Joseph Ryan. And he told, you know, told Lori. Lori had a shit fit. And she's like, oh, hell no. We're getting the fuck out of here. So that's when she bounced. So because, and this is what I don't get either. Because they got divorced and had Tylee together. That there was like a big custody battle. Yes, a but long a lot, one, apparently. Yeah, a really long one. And then she started, like, dipping out on court-ordered visitation times, which I would, too, if, if he was a fucking, you know, baby toucher. Exactly. Like, no, I'm not letting you around any of my children. I don't care if they're biological or adopted. You can kiss my ass. Yeah, but, um, along with the molestation, though, he said that he was also very violent towards them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, um, that was something that I did read, that he was very aggressive when it came to, like, discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and that um, he even abused Kylie too, not sexually that I heard of, but yeah, I didn't either. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm assuming just the physical abuse that comes with that kind of territory, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just, just I mean, she. I don't blame her for getting away from him. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, I don't. I don't feel she had any fault in this part of her life right now. <laughs> Um, not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. I will give her credit for this shit. She did what a good mom is supposed to do mom, and get the fuck up out of there and not let your kids see them ever again. Um, interesting enough, <laughs> in 2018, Joseph died of an apparent heart attack. And from what I got, Lori had like kind of some say in what happened to him. Like as far as his remains... I'll have to go double check this. If I'm wrong and anybody's listening and you know better, mm. please correct me on this. But um, he was cremated. And there wasn't I, an autopsy done. Like the cops came in, kind of saw what was going on, and they just assumed it was a heart attack. Yeah. I know her brother 
was cremated, but that's later on. A lot of people were cremated. In this story. Yeah. And some people should have been cremated because they would have got a lot further, but we'll get into that. Um, (laughs) So kind of to go back into the timeline. So she got divorced from him in 2004, bitter custody battle. Um, In 2006, she married her fourth husband, Charles Ballow. And they adopted Charles's autistic nephew, JJ, after his older sister, Kay, suggested that they do so. And I have no clue, like, really who JJ belongs to. I don't, th- I don't think it was Kay. I it, think it was, like, a brother or something. It was uh, uh, his sister's son. Sons, that's what it the, was. Yeah, it was her sister's, or his sister's son. And I guess there was financial situation and, and just the burden of an autistic child. They just couldn't deal with it. So they oh. stepped in at that point in time. And took on JJ. Um, and from what I saw and read, she was great with JJ. Very patient, very kind, yeah. very endearing. And and it's very weird to hear all of this and then to find out what actually happens. Yeah. It's, it's like, how can a mother, a, a woman for that matter, go be doing everything right, you know, in the eyes of whatever everybody else and then do a complete 180 is yeah. like what clicked? Yeah, That's I mean, what I want to know. What, it, what switch was flipped? <laughs> yeah. Or what game was she playing? Because this seems to kind of be like a little bit of a, it's like a back and forth thing with her, but it progresses every time she jumps back in. It's like mm-hmm. double dutch. Like she jumps in and out, but it gets more intense every time. Like the ropes mm-hmm. go faster. Yeah. Um, and Charles did have two older sons from a previous relationship. Um, and so when they got married in 2006, they moved to Hawaii for a few years and then moved back to Arizona in 2018. This is when shit really starts, mm. really, really starts picking up speed. Um, she eventually started talking to author of apocalyptic novels and follower of the LDS church, Chad Daybell, via email. Chad Daybell growing up was a grave digger. Like him and his brother, like when I like when they were young adults and stuff. Like I want to mm-hmm. say like late teens, early adults. I think it was after he came back from his mission, which is usually about eighteen to twenty-one. You're on your mission usually okay. that okay. age frame. Um, and then when he came back from his mission, I think that's when he was doing the grave digging. Okay, but this makes it very interesting too. Later into mm-hmm. some shit. Um, so Chad was married at the time when he was talking to Lori to his then wife, uh, Tammy Daybell, and they got married in 1990. So they'd been married for a really long time, like 1990, all the way up to like 2019. That's a long time to be married Mm -hmm. to someone. Um, and they had some kids together. I don't know. I think three or something, three or four, maybe. Um, so they don't really talk or bring them up very much. So very much at all. Yeah. Um, but, um, Chad was writing these like doomsday novels because he claimed that he had a near death experience when he was younger and it kind of like enlightened him um, spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so he was a self-proclaimed prophet and that he could tell if people were light spirits or dark spirits and basically who and what they were in their past lives. And this is, I'm going to try to break this down the best I could because it's a little confusing for me to understand. I don't know if, I don't even know if this is part of the LDS religion or if it's just some shit he made up. I honestly don't know. So I am ignorant to this fact. 
Um, well, so hopefully I'm not offending Lindsay. anybody. <laughs> um, so the, the breakdown of how his quote unquote rating system for light or dark works, it's a number system basically. Like one, zero to one is like the very low to, lowest and you can either be dark or light on the good side or the bad side. And the higher you, uh, the higher you are up in numbers, the basically like the closer you are to God or the devil, basically is yeah. how I'm taking it. Um, he states that people are reborn or they graduate to the next level when they die. So I guess kind of like a reincarnation of your spirit, I suppose. Well, I'm going to say this. The Mormon church is very big on the afterlife. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of families get sealed for time and all eternity to each other. Okay. Um, there are, um, if you've read anything on Mormonism, um, the Mormons do believe that there are several different um, levels of heaven, if you will. Mm -hmm. um so say for instance you know you weren't the greatest person but you repented and and you were forgiven for your sins you would be in the lowest level and okay. again the higher up you go the closer to god you are okay okay so I, i'm thing. kind of on the track a little bit of yeah you are of this. yeah okay um, and they um they also believe too that if your loved one is done something where they're on the lower level, you can't go visit them very often when you're uh, in heaven. You know what I mean? It's a lot of stuff, but. <laughs> okay. That, that's very interesting, honestly. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So then, you know, uh, they graduate or go to the next level when they die. Um, but most members of the LDS church, which is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he says that they are, most of them are a level two. And that the dark side can only match the light, not exceed it. I'm not, I'm, I was confused on what that meant. Do you know what that means? What it means is it, it matches the light. So if a person is good and bad, everybody's good and bad. I don't care mm -hmm. who you are. You're a human being. We all make mistakes. Right. You, there's some faults there. But with the, the good or the bad, it's saying it'll match whatever bad they have done will match the amount of good that's in them at the same time is what I'm taking from what you just said. Okay. Well, no, that does make sense to me. Um, okay. So then um, he says that twos and threes are fluid and that they can change sides during their earth life. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then a 4.1 and above have covenant to their side and they rarely switch sides. So it's, it's kind of like you've, you've gotten to, you've committed yourself at 4.1 and above. You're like, you're either exactly. good or you're bad. Exactly. Um, so then Lori started inquiring whether or not her kids and other family members were light or dark and what their past roles were. Mm -hmm. um, I only put down the numbers for a few people, not everybody, um, but I am going to put up on the Patreon, um, the Patreon. And there's some stuff I'm going to throw up on the Instagram, um, like actual, the, the actual emails between Lori and Chad. Okay that shows what I'm going to be talking about right now, the rating system. And like mm -hmm. some of these people had like past lives um, that were members of the Mormon church and they had very important roles and whatnot. Um, but Chad rated in the following. He said that Lori was a 4.3 light. Um, Colby, her oldest son was a three light. Tylee was a 4.1 dark. Um, Joseph Ryan, Tylee's dad was a 4.3 dark and is now sealed away, according to Chad. So I'm taking that means he can't come back like he's done for kind of deal. That's what I took from it. Um, I know 
at one point in time in, in some of the things that I was reading and watching, um, they said that she was some type of being. Uh, yeah, she was a transcendent being. She go. was sent from, she was sent so, by God to lead the 144,000. Back to God, basically. Yeah. They they thought the end of times was coming and that Christ was mm -hmm. on his way. So, yeah. Um, but with, with that being thing that she thought she was, she really, like, how can I put this? <laughs> she drank the cool, she drank her own Kool-Aid, basically. She drank basically. the Kool-Aid, yeah. basically, yeah. She, she drank a little bit too much of her own Kool-Aid. Because uh -huh. <laughs> she really thought she was the shit. She thought she was it and then some. Yeah, oh. because she wouldn't go to doctors. She, she told, uh, actually, her fourth husband that she was immortal. Yeah, she was telling she Charles all kinds of crazy shit. She couldn't die. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't mean to put that in there. I totally forgot that she said that till you reminded me. Um, but yeah, so so Joseph Joseph Ryan, Tylee's dad, was 4.3 dark and sealed away, according to Chad. JJ, little JJ, was a 4.2 light. Um, that Charles Vallow, who she's currently married to, was currently married to, uh, mm -hmm. was a 3 light. And then her brother Alex, who gets more into play here later, is a 2 light. So he's fluid still i guess on uh in, in according to chad he's still in that fluid range yeah um court documents state, yeah mm -hmm. you can go either way uh court documents state that in october 2018 Ta chad and Lori started talking about using their religious beliefs to kill tammy jj and tylee so this is like right after they started emailing each other about everything so they started mm -hmm. some kind of like um um digital relationship with each other if you will like they started yeah. really getting into each other and this is part of her bouncing around dudes mm -hmm. i don't know what his deal is maybe he had like the seven year three time over itch or some shit because he was with tammy for a long time a long time a long time um and in, in december of 2018 Lori and chad appeared together on a podcast called preparing a people that centers around the planning for the end of the world and the second coming of christ um, and then there'll be more, like I said earlier, there'll be photos of this stuff in the, the Patreon and the Instagram. Um, so that was in December. And then January of 2019, Charles ended up wanting a divorce because Lori started claiming that she was a God assigned to carry out the work of the 144,000 at Christ's second coming in July of 2020, which was last summer. I guess we fucking missed it. We might have slept in. Maybe <laughs> Jesus said, you know, maybe not this time. We'll get back That's to you next okay. time. Yeah. Um, and that if Charles got in her way of her mission, that she would murder him. Like, she straight said, if you get in my way, I'm going to fucking drop you, dude. Like, you're dead. Basically. Yeah. Um, and then Charles ended up calling the police. And there's body cam video of it, too. Um, pleading with the cops um, for her to get mental help. And um, she was cleared. At, they, they actually took her in. And they cleared her at a facility called the Community Bridges. Charles ended up moving back to Texas, um, but then kind of stopped the divorce proceeding and wanted to work on the marriage, even though she was living in Arizona still and he was living mm -hmm. in Texas. So basically, he just started coming back and forth to try to work on the marriage and to visit JJ because JJ is his blood family. But because she adopted him, too, she has rights to the have maternal rights. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing about that, too, that... Um, I, I wanted to bring up is when she was when he was wanting her to get seek 
um, mental health counseling or something. They mm -hmm. put it, he had her, somebody ended up getting her put into a, a mental hospital for a 72 hour hold, which they released her within a few hours of her being there. Yeah. I don't, I, if they would have done that. She's like a charming lady. She ends up being like, ha, oh, look at me. Hi, I I'm just, to, I'm fine. Hmm. I hate to say this, but the Mormons that I grew up with were mm -hmm. very much like that. Very two-faced, very, whatever was happening, they put on a front. So everything looked perfect. Yeah. Even like on her, um, her will of fortune, uh, when she was on Will of Fortune, mm -hmm. she was putting on a brave front because in the background, every her marriage was falling apart. Yeah. And she slipped about being a ticking time bomb, too. Like, she's trying With, to hold everything together. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and this isn't to say, just a disclaimer to people listening. Exactly. This, no. is not a, this is not a um, an attack on Mormons at all. This not is at just all. from, ex, you know, her experience. personal experience. So... It's not to say that all Mormons are this way. Mm -mm. So let's uh, let's calm down a little bit, guys. Yeah, <laughs> there are a few that. Yes. Yeah. So, but since her whole family was Mormon, now her her brother Alex, who starts coming into play here really, really soon, mm -hmm. um, he always felt that he was her protector, that he was there in life. His his mission in life was to protect Lori mm -hmm. from every and anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and Lori and Alex had like very, very close, similar beliefs to one another. He believed that she was a transcendent God. Um, and they, they claimed to have powers. Um, they could teleport, they could uh, make natural disasters happen at will, uh, all, all kinds of crazy stuff. And that, you know, um, the people who weren't part of the 144,000 to be saved were zombies. And the only way that their souls could be free was to kill them. Mm-hmm. So they were like mindset on like murdering the world basically because there are bajillions of us around here. So I mean, good luck. Exactly. Um, yeah. So shortly after she was um, released from the mental hospital, and Charles was like, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Texas, but come back and and try to work on things with you." Mm -hmm. um, shortly after, in February, because that happened in January. So the next month in February. Lori like takes off for a couple of months to Hawaii by herself and she starts leaving the kids with other people. Like she's just like, I know I'm so tired. Like it's so hard watching all these kids. I have to go have a spa day for like a couple of months. <laughs> um, and then, um, so on February 12th, so the same month, Charles removes Lori from his $1 million life insurance policy and signs it over to his sister Kay because he keeps feeling like something's going to happen to him. And if it does, he wants Kay to take care of JJ Thank and he you. wants to make sure that her and her husband are financially set up to do so. Um, yeah. Cause they're, they're the blood relatives of JJ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're, and there was they're the grandparent role. They were able to keep that grandparent role with JJ. Mm -hmm. um, even though he was adopted by them. Yeah. And there was some, there was some stuff that I, I vaguely remember. I didn't get a chance to go back and find it. Um, Cause I was so caught on trying to get the timeline down. Mm -hmm. um, there was some stuff in between there. Like he, he changed the million dollar life insurance policy over to his sister. Somehow Lori found out about it and she was able to, I think she was able to change it back into her name. Really? And then Charles found out about it and like reported it. And they're like, Oh no, we'll revert it back. It's something like that. I, like I said, gotcha. I didn't get a chance to go back, but then cause Lori had a shit fit when she found out, she I was like, sure. Oh hell no. I want your money motherfucker. 
Um, yeah. And then, uh, let's see. Yeah, okay. So then, like, okay, so February, she's gone for a couple months. She comes back. And then in June, oh, God, this is where more people start to come into play. Oh. So in June, Lori's niece, Melanie Boudoir, Boudreau, um, also Something wanted a divorce from her husband, Brandon, and started expressing that she shared the same beliefs as her Aunt Lori. Brandon was totally thrown off. He thought everything was fine in between them. And he's like, you know what? My my wife basically joined a fucking cult. Like, because she never did this. She never did this. But she was part of the Mormon church, but she never did extreme things like this or had extreme beliefs like this before. And Melanie will come back. In. There's two Melanies, by the way. There's Melanie Boudreau and then Melanie Gibbs. So I'll try to differ differentiate the two as we keep going. Um, and then, okay, so she leaves her husband and, like, gets closer to Lori. Mm -hmm. And then Charles, this is where it kind of gets, like, kind of, I think it's kind of ha-ha funny. Fuck you, lady. Charles finds emails between Lori and Chad and confronts her. And he says that if she doesn't come clean about her and Chad's relationship, he was going to take what he knew and go to Tammy and tell Tammy everything that her husband was doing behind her back. Lori got pissed. Um, and some of this is discovery from the other day and a lot of it's redacted. So it's kind of a little choppy. Yeah. Um, so I think everybody who's following this right now is just trying to make sense of some things. So excuse me if I'm a little off. Um, so yeah, he, th he threatened that he was going to go to Tammy and tell Tammy everything. Um, by July of 2019, Charles and another one of Lori's brothers were planning an intervention with Lori about how out of control and erratic she's been acting about her religious beliefs. Fun fact about this other brother, because this one's not Alex. I think his name is Adam. Um, but fun fact about this one, because I remember when it happened. It's very much Definitely. stayed in my mind. This brother had a morning radio show. And I believe it was in the Bay Area. He had a segment when the Nintendo Wii's came out. He had a segment, um, and it was like a game called Hold Your Wii for a Wii. And basically, it was a water drinking contest. Like, you drink as much water as you can and not go to the bathroom. And whoever was left not had gone to... It's like, you know, you touch, put your hand on yeah. the car, and the last person to have their oh, hand yeah. on the car wins the car. Basically the same concept, but with water and having to go pee. This mother who was playing the game was trying to win this Wii for her boys. Mm -hmm. She won. And then I want to say like a day or two later, she died from water intoxication. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So like murders all up in this fucking, this picture. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, he didn't, uh, he did not intentionally well, of mean course. to do this. It was like, I mean, who fucking knew you can die from drinking too much water? I mean, and now it's like, I think some people know about it more than it was before. Yeah. It's, but I mean, it was like, whoa, you can die mm -hmm. from fucking drinking too much water. Who would have thought? I feel bad for the lady. She was, she was just trying to win a game she for her kids. kids. Exactly. And she won, but lost at the same time, unfortunately. Um, but this brother and Charles were going to confront Lori about it. And this all came out in the discovery the other day too. Um, apparently, um, apparently this happened on July 10th of 2019, because on July 11th, um, was the day that a lot of shit went down. Um, he showed up, uh, Charles showed back up at Lori's house the next day, which was July 11th, 2019 to pick up JJ for school. Um, and then there's a lot of, you don't really know what happened in this case. Um. Alex, 
her brother that, you know, his life goal is to protect Lori. Um, he actually shot Charles twice and killed him. And Alex claims that he shot, that he shot him in self-defense because Charles came at him with a baseball bat. And then supposedly Tylee was a witness to it. Lori wasn't even home. Um, and Alex was never fucking arrested for this. Mm-mm. Never arrested. They just questioned him and said, okay, it sounds good to me. And then took off. The, the, the stuff that I was reading and looking at, um, I do remember them saying that at first Kaylee saw him getting rough with her mother and getting angry because he had left his cell phone in on the table or something like that. Her, okay. her stepdad, I guess it would be, or her dad mm-hmm. left his cell phone on the table and her mom started going through it. I guess, or something to that effect. He accused her of going through his phone and kind of an argument broke out and he had been accusing her of cheating with Mm -hmm. Daybell. Yeah. But he found all that shit. She, I think she found some, something on him on his phone that just looked fishy. So she was pissed too. I Mm -hmm. I think it was just, honestly, I think it was just a reason for her to get upset with him. Yeah. Um, But when he, got upset with her I guess he kind of took her by the shoulders and was kind of shaking her Kaylee ran off to her bedroom grabbed the baseball bat and came back and by that time uncle was standing right there and the dad took the bat from the daughter and tried to hit the uncle with it and that's when the uncle went back to his bedroom to get his pistol because he always kept it on him and that's why it was self-defense Okay, okay, okay. So then she was home because the one the thing I got was yeah. she wasn't home. Well, um, like, she she ends up leaving. She's not oh. there at the time of the shooting. Like shortly after the little scuffle, she grabs the kids and gets them out of the house to take JJ to school. Gotcha. And they're on their way to school. And I, I think it said that he only ate like chicken nuggets or something, chicken fingers from a specific restaurant. And a soda for breakfast because he's autistic and that's just his routine. That's what they do. So she was doing that. And then her and Kaylee come. I'm sorry. I keep calling her Kaylee. Am I saying her name right? Kylie. Kylie. There we go. Yeah. Kylie had um, come back with her mom. And then there's more uh, police cam footage Mm -hmm. of them talking to both of them after the fact. But the. I noticed there was one thing that um, the report that I saw said when the officers arrived, if you shoot somebody that close range, there's going to be blood splatter on you, whether it's self-defense or not, you're going to have something on you. And he was completely clean. They didn't see anything um, in front of them with regards to blood on his clothing or anything like that. There we go. It does this every single episode. <laughs> it kicks me out halfway through. I don't know why. It does this. And it's only for the show. Rolling. It does it for nothing else. Nothing else. I don't if know mine it never does it, does it? Do I go out no. on you? No, you're good. I mean, when I do any last words or all these other shows, yeah. it never kicks me out. My hands are here, so I'm not touching anything. Oh, I believe. I'm like, fuck. They're going to think I'm just like, <laughs> but, but yeah, like, so. <laughs> So yeah, okay. So they, um, yeah, that in, uh, that all happened. Um, and while they were gone, when he shot him, he supposedly shot him twice in the chest. Well, in the new discovery that came out on Thursday, Uh-oh. um, that didn't necessarily all happen that way. 
Oh. He shot him once in the chest while he was standing. But in the police report, they found that he had shot him one time when he was laying on the ground because there was a dent in the floor underneath Charles's body. Ah. So he shot him once he was down on the ground too. And mm -hmm. then, and then, according to, I guess, like part of the ambulance report, was that Charles had to have been laying there for about 45 minutes before Alex even called 911. And yeah, did not I perform CPR that. on him. I kind of thought that. Sorry, I got to get my charger. <laughs> yeah. So he sat there and like just hung around for 45 minutes with the body laying on the ground and then called 911. That's and, you know, probably he why he was so clean when the cops yeah. arrived. Yes. And he had no blood or no trace evidence on him whatsoever for somebody that just supposedly shot somebody in self-defense. Yep. So then after that happens, <clears throat> they, you know, they, they take Charles out. Um, and then in August, so this happened in July. So then the, the following month um, or somewhere, it's somewhere between that time in August, Lori moves the kids to Rexburg, Idaho, which is not far from where Chad and Tammy live because they yeah. live in Salem, Idaho. They moved to Rexburg, Idaho, which is, it, like I said, it's not that far from them. No. And then um, Lori's niece, Melanie, who just broke up with her husband and Alex move into a house like next to them. And they live in like the, it, it's like, um, what like townhouse complex, I want to say. Cause they yeah. have, a duplex I, or, or, or something like that. Something it, like that. They're, yeah, they're um, house apartment kind of deals. Like the real close proximity. They have like a big courtyard area. Yard so the kids can play and whatnot. Yeah. Now, to go back just a little bit on there, um, mm -hmm. her niece, the one that moved in with them. Yeah. Were you going to go into that incident? With her husband? Yeah, it's in here. Because okay. I wanted to, there was so much stuff I was trying to leave out. I know. I, I make just, this short, but I couldn't. Yeah. And I was like, God, this is going to be a multi-parter <laughs> because there's so much going on so and so much. many people. You yeah. can't leave anything out because it all connects. It all comes back it around. Uh -huh. um, so shortly after that time of them all moving to Rexburg, Idaho, um, Tammy was sitting in her car in the driveway when a man, wait, I feel like I skipped something. I guess I didn't. Okay. So shortly after that time, um, Tammy was sitting in, no, I feel like I have this already on here. Oh, yep. Nope. I skipped. Cause I didn't, I didn't, uh, mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't cut this out. Let me, let me back up. Okay. So they move, they all move together. Mm -hmm. And that was in August. So September 3rd, Lori enrolls JJ in school, but then unenrolls him less than three weeks after him being in school and says she's just going to homeschool him. But Tylee was never even enrolled in high school because she's only oh, 17. Wow. So she's still in high school. Mm -hmm. um, and then September 8th, Lori and Alex, this is where it really starts getting sad. Um, on September 8th of 2019, Lori, Ale Lori and Alex take JJ and Tylee to Yellowstone National Park. And from the information that the police were able to collect, from the park was that was the last time anyone had ever seen Tylee ever mm -hmm. after that point. Like she, there are photos and stuff of her at the park. Um, I don't, I don't think they have any evidence of her coming out of the park. Um, I think that last picture, cause it was real foggy as to what happened at the park because yeah. uh, some said that, they split off and took a kid in either direction. Mm -hmm. and But at the same time, what happens later kind of 
Yeah. Put the wrench in that. So I think she made it back from that, but that was the last time anybody ever saw her physically saw yeah. her. Yeah. Well, they, and, I remember uh, when they were looking for the kids, they were thinking that they took Tylee off into a really deep part of the forest and that it and, was kind of like, um, well, like a dead zone, basically. Like if you're on the border between two states, you can't be charged or something. So that was the conspiracy oh, that was, or a theory gotcha. that was going on. So they were thinking she was out there, but because it was snowing so much, they're like, well, we're going to have to wait and find out if she's even out there. But yeah. they didn't have to get that far, obviously. Um, and that same day that they're at the park, Chad and Tammy up Tammy's life insurance policy to the maximum amount. Mm -hmm. Just so happens that day, coincidentally. I think um, Yeah. And then September 9th, um, the police got phone records for Alex's phone, placing him on Chad's property. And Chad also has records showing that day that he was texting Tammy about shooting and burying a raccoon in the property's pet cemetery. So they, we're thinking that's the day that Tylee was buried Disposed out there. of, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they tracked um, her brother's phone to coming to her house, leaving his apartment, which wasn't that far from hers. It was like yeah. the next block over or something, going from his house to hers at like two something in the morning and then driving all the way out to mm -hmm. Daybell's property. And that, you know, because he had done that, I guess Daybell decided to cover his behind by texting Tammy and letting her know about the yeah. raccoon. And there was a couple of them that said that there was no raccoon, but they also said there was a raccoon buried near where she was buried. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they did have a, they, you know, like he said, you know, I buried it in the family pet cemetery because they put their, mm -hmm. their family dogs out there. Or any little creatures that they came attached mm -hmm. to were put out there. So he's like, Oh yeah, I just shot this little raccoon and I just put him out in the, in the pet cemetery to kind of mask the, the, the scene of a fresh grave out there. And so not to mention, he talked about uh, burning something, too, because there was a storm yes. coming in. I think there was, like, wood or something there in the fire pit. Mm -hmm. So he he made mention of that, too, because of the way her remains were found. Yeah. I think that's Ugh. what that was to disguise. Yeah. Whew. So on October 1st, a couple weeks later, um, it, there's video camera, camera uh, footage from a Lori storage unit showing mm -hmm. her and two guys at different times um, going back and forth nine times. And um, one of them ends up being Chad and then the other ends up being Alex. And the cops later found that it only had uh, Tylee and JJ stuff in it. Like there was photo albums, a bike, mm -hmm. um, just little things that belonged to just them. There was nothing of nothing. No Lori's in there. I um, did... I did see one um, shot of the camera footage where mm -hmm. they were taking a tire. Yeah. Now that's why I was bringing up what happened to the niece's husband or ex-husband yeah. because the tire was off of the back of a Jeep that mm -hmm. was registered in Texas. I believe it was Charles's Jeep. It was Charles's Jeep, but it was parked out in front of her, her niece's house. Mm -hmm. So, um, the ex-husband or at the time, I don't know if they were completely divorced at this point or I not. I don't think so. I think they were just separated at that time. Yeah. But he notices the vehicle. He recognizes it. And 
as he's because he's pulling up to his property mm-hmm. as he's pulling up um he sees the back window pop open of the jeep and the next thing you know there's a bullet in his windshield right above his head yes like it barely missed him that was the barely next day missed him. Yeah. yeah that was on october 2nd okay um, i couldn't remember the time frame i knew it was close to this yeah so. no you're absolutely right um and he said he recognized the jeep and they they did confirm later that it was Alex driving the Jeep and that it was Charles's Jeep. Like he homeboy's dead and you're using his shit. Mm-hmm. And then later in that same day, when Alex is out like and tries to kill Brandon Bordeaux, mm-hmm. um, that same day it shows that Lori was on Amazon and bought <laughs> a wedding ring for her and Chad and bought a wedding dress, and they used Charles's fucking credit card to do that. Mm-hmm. Homeboy fucking did you fucking rotten little he bitch. He used his Amazon account and mm-hmm. and she she bought the ring that was later in the video or yeah. the pictures from the wedding and her dress and all kinds of stuff. Yep, that's then, how. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fucking rotten ass, stingy bitch. Like really, Homeboy's long before dead. His, at least a week before his, a couple of weeks before his wife was even dead. Yeah, because on the ninth. Um, October 9th, Tammy calls the police to report that a masked man had shot at her while she was in her car with a paintball gun, a masked man. And Mm -hmm. then she even posted it on social media. Like, she was like, this is fucking weird. He came up and, like, held it to her and was threatening her, basically, in a way. I didn't get that one. Um, The one I I saw um, said that she... She was getting groceries out of the car or something, and he walked up behind her and pointed it at her and just kind of like scared her, I guess. I don't know if they were just, I know she was training for a marathon at this time too, which I always thought it was pretty fishy that somebody Mm -hmm. that's training for a marathon just falls out. Yeah. Supposedly, uh, you know, with no, because at that time I hadn't heard about Thursday stuff yet. Yeah. Um, At that time they only knew that, it was from natural causes because he never wanted an autopsy. Yeah. So, so that on October 9th, that's when that all happened with Alex, like with the paintball gun and, you know, being basically attacked. Mm -hmm. Um, So on October 19th of 2019, Chad called the police and said that Tammy had died in her sleep. Mm -hmm. He told everybody that um, she hadn't been feeling well and she went to bed with a bad cough and then she died in her sleep and then the kids were there at the house and blah, 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 blah. Um, he didn't want to do an autopsy because of the religion. So just bury her. Just hurry up and bury mm-hmm. her. Um, mm-hmm. Which if he was smart, he would have just had her fucking cremated. Honestly, just mm-hmm. saying. Um, because on, let's see. Oh, yeah. So then on October 25th, and remember, like, she had already come up missing in September. Mm-hmm. That was, well, not missing, but that was the last time anybody had seen her was yeah. in September at the Yellowstone Park. So October 25th, a friend of Tylee's reports that she got a text message on her phone from Tylee's phone saying, hi, miss you, love ya. And then I want to say that she had activity on, like, her PayPal or her Venmo account. So Lori mm-hmm. was fucking with her bank her, her money too. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And Lori was also still collecting like social security for Tylee at this time. Oh, this wow. girl is gone. Um, mm-hmm. And so no- November 5th, a couple weeks later, Chad and Lori run off to Hawaii to get married on a beach without Tylee and JJ. And then they, re- 
they return a few weeks later back to Rexburg, uh, to Lori's home. And um, JG always did video chats with Kay and her husband mm-hmm. all the time. So they were very, very close. Um, they just, they loved him. So they just adored this little boy. And he mm-hmm. was just so cute. I'm he so was sorry. He was just pie. a cute little boy. <laughs> and um, he looked like he was so much fun to be around. Yeah. And um, she hadn't heard anything from him in a couple of months. Like they, Lori kept making excuses why he couldn't talk on the phone or this or mm-hmm. that. Um, and so... On November 26th, so like uh, around Thanksgiving time, maybe a day after Thanksgiving or so, mm-hmm. um, she called the police in concern because she hadn't talked to him. She didn't get to talk to him on Thanksgiving. She wanted a welfare check done at Lori's house. Um, and Chad at this time had already been going around telling people that um, that he knew that Lori, because he's married, it's out that he's married to a new woman already. He said that um, Lori had no minor children. And Lori was going around telling everybody that Tylee died earlier in the year. Wow. Yeah. See, I didn't know anything about that yeah. part right there. Yeah, there's so much. The plot twist left and fucking right. Right. But yeah, so she's going around telling everybody that Tylee's already dead and, and Chad's saying she has no children. Um, so the police got a, um, came to the house the day after the welfare check was, was called for. And... Um, Let's see. Uh, Told her she had to produce the kids in so many days or something. No, not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. That was okay. later. Um, they right. talked. Uh, so when they went to the house to talk to Lori, um, Chad was there because they mm-hmm. didn't know that the cops were coming to just do a welfare check because that's a fucking surprise deal. They're like, hey, we don't want you to do nothing. Surprise, where are mm-hmm. your fucking kids? Um, she told the cops that Tylee was off at college. Tylee's Tylee's still in fucking high school. How is she? Yeah, but she's supposedly off at a, at a Mormon college. Yeah, some shit like that. Which it, the cops could in, autom- instantly find out that she wasn't enrolled in there. Yeah, within just calling to find out. Yeah, so she's off. So Tylee's off at college, and she's saying that her that JJ is back in Arizona with her friend Melanie. So this is Melanie Gibb, who comes to play in a little bit more. And I fucking applaud this woman. That's all I, I do know. Too. Um, so then the cops are like, okay. It kind of looks mm-hmm. at Chad and it kind of looks at her and they're like, all right. So then they, they kind of take her word for it, kind of. And they kind leave. Um, and then they start looking into like, well, we want to verify that these kids are where they say they are. Especially, more so JJ. Because yes. they are JJ's grandparents that are calling for this welfare check. And he's a very small child. So... Lori calls Melanie Gibb and says, hey, girlfriend, um, the cops are looking for JJ and um, no big deal or anything. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. No big deal or anything. But, like, could you just tell them, like, or just lie for me? Like, she's asking this woman to lie to the fucking cops for her Mm -hmm. because she's trying to fucking hide JJ out. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, JJ's not even around at this point, honestly, unfortunately. Um, And then, so, the cops talk to Melanie Gibb and Melanie's like I ain't lying for this bitch she's like no I don't have the kids I don't have JJ and the cops are like really so the next day they go back when they go back Chad fucking booked it he was already gone he's like mm-hmm. I don't need no part of this shit piece because mm-hmm. I already got shit that I'm doing that I'm not trying to get caught up in so I need to go um, so he left and then on December 1st which is like not even a week later like maybe half a mm-hmm. week later no, maybe about a week later. 
Lori and Chad take off to Hawaii and there again. are still no, <laughs> yeah, again, and there are still no children with them. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought it was funny because this started becoming like more and more prevalent in the news. Like yeah. they're looking for these kids. This lady is starting to look suspicious. This guy, his wife has died of natural causes. Mm -hmm. I remember a lady um, took a video of them at like a car rental place. And like, like the East Idaho news has been all over this shit. Like the reporter that is in, that has been on top of this, he is actually being indicted to go to trial oh, wow. as a witness and as somebody who knows a lot of information. So good for him too. I'm so glad that this guy was like very mm -hmm. into this case and stuck with it. And this is where yeah. I got a lot. I mean, some of this I got from a lot of other sources, but a, a big bulk of this I've gotten from watching this reporter and mm -hmm. the East Idaho news because they, they're very, very on top of this. They're very accurate mm -hmm. with what's going on. Um, and let's see. I think I can keep going. Oh, no, wait. I don't know if I can keep going. We're at the hour mark. And I know people have very short attention spans. Um, <laughs> oh, no. If you want, we'll keep talking. I'll just break this up into two parts. Like later in the audio. I don't know. You want to keep going? Yeah, or do you yeah. want to take a break and go? Whatever you want to do. I'm Shit, good either so way. Good, man. Okay. So I'll just keep going for a minute. Okay. So then, um, so yeah, they book it off back to Hawaii without the kids. And then so December 11th, so about two, almost two weeks later, the cops figure out that Tammy's death sounds pretty fucking suspicious. And they're like, there wasn't an autopsy done. We just kind of took this dude's word for it. Shit's getting fishy. Let's exhume the body and figure out what the fuck's going on with this lady. So they dig yeah. her up. They will not tell anybody how she fucking died. But they're now saying that it was not natural causes, that she was okay. murdered. She okay. was, in fact, murdered, but they will not tell us how. And that's fine because it's an ongoing investigation. investigation. It gives, gives us more surprises later on. Exactly. Um, so then the next day, December 12th, mm -hmm. good old brother Alex dies. Oh, yeah. I think you did forget a part where oh, no. when, when she went to Idaho, her brother went the other direction. He went to uh las vegas yeah he he picked up his girlfriend at the time mm -hmm. uh which i don't think they had been dating for very long i don't think <clears> so <throat> either but she was part of the whole very much a part coming of, out now mm -hmm. like she had a she was a spiritual healer yes kind of along the same lines mm -hmm. as what they all believed she believed as well yeah. um they went and got married and then yeah well, interesting enough about that, because I think it is in here somewhere later mm -hmm. on, maybe in my side notes. Might but, be. So they ran off to Vegas. Alex and it, what's her name? Zuma or Zuma? I, something I, I weird. Yeah. Something, something that I'm that I'm not good at pronouncing. Yeah, I'm not either. And they don't really talk about her much. It's just up until maybe about Thursday, they actually start talking to her because she's in a lot of the new discovery. So gotcha. she's kind of a new person-ish in this now. Yeah, because um, I was going to say what I saw, there wasn't very much info. And then no, he dies. And yeah, well, they, when they ran off to Vegas, um, they had nobody with them. It was just them. They went mm -hmm. to Vegas. They got married. He took her last name. Yep. And the um, they actually like interviewed the, the priest or the minister or whatever his title yeah. is about it. And he says, yeah, I, I vividly remember. I very much distinctly remember that because they had no witnesses. The, the security guard 
had to sign for the chapel had to sign as a witness and that he had taken her last name and that the wedding was very rushed and it was very cold and not there was no emotion in it it was just kind of weird no pictures of the, the happy couple and she paid for everything yeah very very fucking weird and the the thought behind that is is that if you're married and you, you can't trial, testify against you can't testify against that's yourself. what i thought too yeah. i thought he has to tell somebody something along the way about yeah. what happened and the only way to do that is what he did i don't know if he finally got to tell her or if he told her everything beforehand and Dude. then got married in the discovery that i just watched on thursday Thank you, Isaiah Hose News, because you guys get all this shit first, and I fucking love you for it. In the new discovery that they got, and like I said, it's heavily redacted. Like, so much shit is blacked out in it because it's still, they were trying to save some stuff for the trial. Gotcha. Um, She, like you said, she's, you know, she's a spiritual healer and shit like that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of text correspondence between Lori and her talking about um, they need to go pray on Charles, pray, go to the chapel and pray for Charles to get rid of him. Because they thought that he was being possessed by a demon called Ned Schneider. Okay. And um, and that Tammy was um, possessed by a spirit called Olivia or Ophi- or oh. Violet. Some kind of like a pretty weird name you don't hear anymore. Yeah. Um, and, but she is very much involved in this now too. Like she's, I'm mm-hmm. speculating that she is going to be also indicted at some point for conspiracy. Gotcha. Or some kind of connection to this. Because in all this new discovery, it's it coming to find out that she was very aware of everything that was going on. And she also was a believer in Lori. Like, she drank the fucking Kool-Aid, too. Kool-Aid, too. Yeah. And, and see, the one thing, once, once um, Alex is actually found unresponsive mm-hmm. by her son. Yes. Her son didn't even know they had gotten married. No. And then... And then like he he just describes him as this guy named Alex, my mom's mm-hmm. boyfriend. My mom's boyfriend. Exactly. And he didn't know his last name. Uh-huh. And in the background, you can hear, I think it's like five minutes into the emergency call that mom shows back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new wife shows up and you can't hear her distraught or anything. Because there's don't new discovery. Hear her at all. Because there's new discovery, and I'm going to get into that right now. So what yeah, I had to, I had to, I had to put my little tidbits. No, there. no, I want you to. I want you to. Um, so when that happened on that, so when he died, when the son, when his stepson basically found him dead, mm-hmm. he was in the bathroom, kind of wedged between the toilet and the bathtub. And this kid did not like. He's on the phone with 911. The actual, um, the recording is actually released. You can listen yeah. to the 911, and there's a blurred butt, butt body cam video, so you can't even oh, see anything. Anything. Not even them coming up to the door. It's all blurred out. So I'm like, what the fuck is? Yeah, the, just yeah. blur out when you see the body, dude. Like we want to see yeah, everything right? else. It gets annoying to watch. But anyway, um, <laughs> he's on the phone with the operator, and like, oh yeah, he's passed out. It's my mom's uh, boyfriend. This and that. Fucking gardeners are here. Um. <laughs> um they're trying to get him to perform CPR on him. And he's like, no, I can't. And they're like, why? And he goes, well, there's feces everywhere. And the operator's like, I understand. So he's already fucking dead, dead. Like, this dude's gone if he's already that far. But the yeah. operator's like, well, I need you to try to help him until somebody can get there to help him. And he's just like, no, no. Like He's he 25 years old. You yeah. know, he's not like he's a young kid. You know what I mean? There was no reason why he couldn't have done something like that except... 
He didn't want to. He didn't want, yeah, either because he didn't like this guy or maybe he wanted to make sure this guy stayed dead. Um, because Something. obviously Alex knows everything. Mm -hmm. Everything. Everything so, about this case. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I'm wondering how much the son knows. Because if mom's That's what I'm yeah, if the son's if mom's strictly into this shit, son's gotta know something about something. what's going on. Something. Um so when the police get there and they take him, they they again I don't know how the fucking cops are always dropping the ball on this shit. Like in so many different cases too, not just this one. I was but, just um, gonna say that Rob and I were talking last night and I was I told him, I'm gonna say that tomorrow. I Honestly, I have no faith in this justice system anymore. Oh, fuck the police, man. I, fuck the police. But, you know, it's just, it's pitiful and sad to see that these people are supposed to be here to protect us. And at every cost, they try to turn it around on whoever they're investigating or whatever yeah. the case may be. It, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. There's so many innocent people that have sat in prison for way too many years. Yep. That makes me sick. And yet there are other... How how can I say it? Um, predators mm -hmm. that are yeah. just one free and mm -hmm. they are the the bee's knees because they got away with it and keep doing it. Yep. And it just makes you wonder how many more didn't get caught. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, there, girl, there's all kind of mm, cops don't do <laughs> shit. And that's the thing. I'm gonna it's a, it's a little side talk right here. Yeah, everybody needs to keep in mind because I don't know how I, I say this all the fucking time because the cops piss me off so bad. And mm -hmm. I, it, I know it's not every single cop, but it is yeah. a big fucking majority of them. The cops are civil servants. They are civil servants, which means we are their bosses. Basically, they are here exactly. for us. Our tax dollars literally pay their fucking paychecks so they can go have their big fucking lifted trucks and their three bedroom two story fucking houses and go on their fucking vacations and vacation shit. they work for us but they don't do shit mm -hmm. except for whatever the fuck they want to do when they feel mm -hmm. like doing it when they feel like yeah it. that's the key phrase there yeah and this is what this feels like several times in this case like just taking someone's word for it because it's oh easy eh, whatever exactly. easy day for me that's easy what it feels day. like yeah, or like I don't want to be bothered today, so yeah, yeah we'll let exactly. it go today. My fucking coffee's getting cold in the car, guys. Can we wrap this shit the fuck up? Like fuck, like Dunkin' Donuts is almost out of fucking bacon maple fucking bars. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> fuck this shit, dude. But like I said, I know it's not every single cop. I know there are a lot out there that have Definitely. really good intentions that really do want to help people, but there are just too many fucked up ones out there. that do just yeah, anyway that ruin it for the good ones. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Takes one apple, one asshole. To one bad apple it. can spoil the whole bunch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when they scooped up Alex that day, um, they basically said that he had like a blood clot in his lungs and he had like a pulmonary embolism or some shit like that, I think. Yeah, something like that yeah. or heart well, attack or something. Yeah, from high blood pressure. Um, yeah. And he had asthma and this and that and whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. -whoop. But now <laughs> they're starting to, to talk about that it is looking very suspicious. Doy. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I was watching this podcast the other day. Um, it was a guy, I think he's like um he's a lawyer or psychologist or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. I never I've never seen it before. I just came across it after I watched all the new discoveries. Like, I gotta have more, like no. the garbage. I need the I juice. Need <laughs> yeah. So this guy was talking about because I thought about this too. I'm like, well, couldn't they have been poisoned? But then I was like, well, maybe they would have found the poison. And because see, that's 
what I was thinking too, because I told Rob when we first started watching this case, I was like, no, I think either the mother is she she got the kids immobilized somehow. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Now, mind you, they're preppers. Yeah. So they stock up on medications mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. Now, granted, she never really went to the hospital for anything, but mm-hmm. apparently they had medications on hand. Oh, because um, because that was the thing too, because Alex would go to Mexico mm-hmm. and you can you can get all kinds of shit in Mexico. Whatever. Without any question, comments, or concern mm-hmm. about it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and that is what it is. A lot of, I mean, I know a lot of people who go to Mexico to get, um, uh, like, antibiotics and shit. Oh, yeah. Prescription because, drugs. Yeah, because know, they don't I'm, have insurance or because it costs too exactly. much. So they'll go to Mexico and get it for, like, five bucks a bottle. Five bucks, whatever they need. Yeah. Exactly. I know people that have done it, too. And it, yeah. yeah. It is what it is. I'm, I'm it not is faulting anybody for it because, you know, nope. our healthcare system sucks here. So, whatever. Exactly. But it was funny because Tammy had like a, a pink foam in her mouth, and so did Alex. That's what was making yeah. me think that they were poisoned or something. But Tammy wasn't. They didn't do the autopsy on Tammy at first, but then they did. Then Alex had the pink foam in his mouth, and they wanted to say that it was like high blood pressure, and then he had a heart attack, and it was asthma, and it did this and that, and whatever they want to say about Alex, he's a piece of shit. But anyway, I digress. Um, but this podcast I was watching the other day, I guess he had done some research. And I guess there's a chemical in a pesticide. It's like a natural chemical. It's a natural element in a pesticide that can cause that. And it can make your blood pressure go up and cause you to have a heart attack. That's what I was thinking. Now, me being a Breaking Bad fan, I thought they poisoned them with ricin or something along that line. I did too. I was like, science. I was like, they had to incapacitate the kids for the Mm -hmm. uncle to be able to do whatever he did do with them. Mm -hmm. I think mom made sure that they were gone or at least knocked out to where they could be taken care of the rest of the way without question, comments or concerns. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, supposedly in this new discovery also Mm -hmm. on the day that Alex died was that Alex had called Chad before he died to have Chad bless his soul. Whoa. And then Chad turned around and called Alex's wife, Zuma or whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, and said, I'm worried about Alex. You should go check on him. That's why she ended up being at home. Gotcha. I don't think, I don't know. I still think that's kind of funny and fishy and don't fucking sound right. I think they're trying to X out Alex because they're getting closer to shit. And they're like, exactly. we got to get homeboy out of here too. We got to get him out of here because this was another thing that a lot of the family members said about Alex. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was kind of somewhat the oddball, the quiet guy, the socially awkward, if you will. But he was a comedian. So he tried to yeah. make jokes about everything. But like at the literally same time, he was a stand-up comedian. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. At the same time, if you confronted him and you found out that he had done something wrong, he would confess right then and there to you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's why I that. think he had to go because if they would have confronted him that's and right. if he's so honest, like the whole family says, because I, was, I guess there was a lot of people that also thought that he murdered um, the kids and also mm-hmm. had something to do with the niece's husband being shot. Because, again, that stuff didn't come out until yeah. later on. But... Um, 
they a lot of people considered him the family murderer or yeah, the family, the family hitman. Get her done. Hitman. There yeah. you go. Yeah. It was, and they always said it kind of jokingly, like, oh, yeah, that's Alex. He's the family hitman. hitman. <laughs> exactly. And it's funny because when um, the niece confronted him about the whole shooting with her husband or her soon to be ex husband or whatever at the time, mm-hmm. he made a joke about it. He didn't come out and say, yeah, I did it. Or, you know, like they said he had normally done if you confronted mm-hmm. him with stuff he never straight up said yeah i did it except in a joking manner and yeah i remember seeing that well maybe he told the truth because of his religion but he was like he had consumed so much of Lori's kool-aid that's why Kool-Aid. he kept protecting her and justifying mm-hmm. being able to kill people because when they were in vegas him and his new wife were in vegas they stayed in vegas after they were married because they were preparing mm-hmm. for an earthquake that they were supposedly going and this is all in the new discovery from thursday and I, oh, that's wow. why it's just now popping in my head because it's fresh yeah i got me. you it's not stuff i've repeatedly watched but in the discovery like they stayed in vegas after they got married um because they were preparing to cause they were going to cause an earthquake and they yeah, were going right to start their powers yeah and they, they were going to start taking out the zombies because the yeah. zombies were the non-believers, the, the people who weren't of the 144,000 that were going to come for that second and, coming of Christ. And a lot, too, uh, um, some of the um, people said that uh, Lori used that term about her kids a lot. Yeah, that they zombies. were zombies. They were zombies. They, you know, they were zombified. They weren't her children anymore. Well, because um, I guess shortly before he was last seen on video cam with his mm-hmm. grandmother. Um, he's highly autistic. She said he was always yeah. moving, quickest little boy ever. And then all of a sudden, Lori said he's just sitting there calmly watching TV. And, you know, he he can, he had changed. So she's like, that's not my little boy. You're, you're a zombie. Because now you're just sitting there. They're probably on Xanax or some shit. They probably got it medicated up. I mean... If you're if you're autistic, I mean, I'm not saying that he had that that's the right, yeah that he but. had ADHD or anything. But if he sometimes when you're autistic, mm-hmm. you have other things. My brother, mm-hmm. my brother was autistic, and he had like very high high anxiety, and he could have greatly benefited from like Xanax or some shit. Um, but that shit mm-hmm. zombifies you the fuck out. Like nothing. That's it what really happened. Does. It's just speculation. But but and that's that's where that uh, Melanie Gibb come into. Um, mm-hmm. and I'll say it now, so I don't have to say it at the end, but, um, when she comes out, she starts like confessing to the cops that like, yeah, like she showed up when, um, her and Chad were like married or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like after Tylee was gone, but JJ oh, wow. was still there that she, that Lori started going off to Melanie Gibb saying that, um, uh, JJ has been out of control. He's been climbing up on the cabinets you know, he's, you know, like he's a little zombie or he's possessed by a demon. So I'm paraphrasing yeah. slightly, but that he was just out of control. And then exactly. he was in his room at this time. And then all of a sudden, Alex comes over and takes JJ to his house next door or the next one over or whatever. Yeah. But JJ was out cold. Like he was like limp. And I think that's when I think that's when he was done for was probably that night. I think so too. I I think again, something was slipped to those kids to make them incapacitated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two o'clock at the two o'clock in the morning for for the daughter. Just it's mind boggling. The day Mm -hmm. they come back from that trip, 
to the Grand Canyon. That's where it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yellowstone National Park. Yellowstone. I knew it was close. But see, the <laughs> thing is, though, is that when there when there was the last day for JJ being seen later on, mm-hmm. there's like a doorbell camera from across the house across That's the street. Right. And he's because that lady's son, boy. yeah, the lady's son played with JJ because they were about yep. similar in age. That was, and I don't, I think I have the date on here for that, but um, that was the last time he was seen. But what they couldn't find that for Tylee. No, the only time they ever found Tylee was at Yellow Yellowstone National Park. That's why they thought that they had taken her out into the into the forest somewhere and disposed yeah. of her body or did whatever they did to her. They might have, and then he came back later on and and picked her up and moved her. Um, it's still not all out yet. We don't know everything. Yeah, yet they're still holding so much. So eventually we'll know everything. Oh yeah. Um, but on um, the 20th of December, 2019, the cops finally announced that the kids are missing and that Chad and Lori are persons of interest in the disappearance of the children and of Tammy's death. Cause now it's suspicious. They've already dug her up mm-hmm. and did her autopsy. The 30th, the cops state that Chad and Lori either know what happened to the kids or where they are, but they are refusing to cooperate. And they're in, they're back in Hawaii at this time. Like, this mm-hmm. is when they up and bounce because they went right after Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and the welfare check happened. So then January 3rd of 2020, which was last year when shit really started hitting the fan with this, mm-hmm. um, the cops serve another, or, or cops serve the first search warrant to Chad's home in Salem, Idaho. Idaho. They, you know, and they're still in Hawaii. They take out of Chad's home 43 items of interest. They take cell phones, computers, journals, different types of documents, and medications. Alex was going to Mexico to get medications. They had medications in their home. And like you said, they never went to the doctor. So how did they get this shit? So So like three weeks later, January 25th, the Hawaii, the Hawaii police get involved in this shit because they're like, man, like we don't even you're, like what the fuck's going on. Right and now. you're causing a ruckus in our yeah, peaceful we're peaceful. Paradise. Yeah, we just want to you know get laid, you know, physically and metaphorically, and you know, you know, have luau's and just like being peace and harmony, bruh. So and um, so the Hawaiian police get involved, and they tell Lori, you have five days to produce these children. You have five days to tell us where they're at. Or to show us where the fuck these kids are at. We need to know mm-hmm. something now. Because this is insane. These are children that are involved. So yeah. four days. Four, or no. So then January 30th. Lori fails to produce the kids by the deadline. Mm-hmm. JJ's grandparents are really upset. They're very concerned. But they're keeping their cool. This is what I like. is that They're really keeping their cool about a lot of this. Um, they go on TV. And they start talking about this. They do kind of like a press conference. Mm -hmm. And they're very disappointed that Lori will not produce the children. They just want to know. I mean, Tylee's not theirs, but they're concerned about her as well. Not as much as JJ, but they are concerned about her as well. But um, the one that I watched had um, her biological uh, aunt sitting there, the the daughter's aunt um, from one of her. Melanie is was yeah. that Melanie? Okay, yeah. Because there was another one with short, like red hair or something like that, oh. kind of like a reddish orange. And she's like, "I'm here to to stand for her because I want to know what's going on." And her dad's not around to or something to that effect. Like oh, her dad, yeah, not that was here. Joseph's sister. That was Joseph's sister. Because Lori had the call on what happened 
with Joseph Ryan's body. That's right. She wanted him cremated. She did not want an autopsy on him as well. She uh -huh. waited a long time because like I said, Joseph had, Joseph also had children from a previous, or no, 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 right. no, 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 Charles. Charles did. You, Charles had, like I said, Charles had kids from another relationship. After Charles died, she waited a long time to even tell those kids. And then she was all nonchalant about it. She's like, yeah, your dad's dead. See, like, I didn't know all that. Yeah, no, that, that's why I was like, damn it, I missed so much. Because this would have been longer than six pages typed out. This would have been like 50 pages typed out with so much shit going on. So I'm remembering shit as we go. But, um, but no, but it was weird because this came out in the Discovery too the other day. Is um, the sister um, was like, Lori had shit that she wasn't supposed to have had from Joseph's house. Huh. That she couldn't have possibly had before he died. Because huh. Joseph was on his way to go like do some visiting with Tylee. Mm -hmm. Or to go pick her up because he had like girl items like getting ready to pack up. Yeah. But Lori had like photo albums and like a bunch of other shit that were in Joseph's house before he died. Hmm. So they're thinking that she was either in the house or that maybe Alex was in the house. Speculation, total speculation. We don't know yet because shit's redacted like a motherfucker. Yes. So that, in, but in, you know, in, you know, in conspiracy of everything, in theory of everything else that's been going on, maybe Alex got in Joseph's house for some reason, or maybe he strong armed his way in the house and forced him to be poisoned and then took some shit, maybe for Tylee's behalf. Like, here's Possibly. a photo album. Here's this. Here's that. You know, yeah. from your daddy. Um, and then, you know, after everything happened, it's like, oh, yeah, here's here to a sister, to Joseph's system. Here's a photo mm -hmm. album back. And here's this and that. It's like, bitch, how'd you get this? You weren't supposed exactly. to have this. So, yeah, that's newer stuff, too. Um, but um, so where was I at? Uh, Sorry, yeah, so, I got okay, you so she, No, no, it's cool. It's cool. There's just so much going on. It's like yeah, ridiculous. Is. Okay, so January 30th, she produces, she fails to produce the kids. February 20th, Lori, and only Lori, is arrested and put on a $5 million bond in Hawaii uh, with two felony counts of child desertion and non-support of dependent children because Tylee's 17 and JJ's 7. Seven. But bitch is still collecting Social Security monthly for these two kids. Keep mm. that in mind, guys. Bitch wants all that money. Um... March 5th, they keep trying to like lower her bond. Her lawyer keeps trying to lower her bond from 5 million to like, I think he was trying to get it at like, I think he was trying to get it at like $10,000. And then I think the then, last thing I saw was at like 3 mil, you know, they went, went down from five to three or it something. It went to like one. That. It actually went oh, to one. one. Okay. But he kept like trying to like get it at ridiculous, like Wait. low amounts. He's like, oh, a $10,000 bond. No. How about a hundred thousand dollars? No, like, well, shit, because uh -huh. it's not, you know, it's not, it's not, um, it's not right to put her up, you know, at such a high bond. It's like, well, it ain't right that this bitch is holding out on these fucking kids either. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Like, really, dude, you're a lawyer. Let's be. I, I hope you don't have fucking kids, and that mm -hmm. something happens to your fucking kids because you wouldn't even feel the fuck. You would not feel that fucking way if that. Mm -hmm. You'd be pissed at that lawyer. You'd be like, fuck you, you piece of shit. Those are those are children. Children. Uh, innocent children. Yes, uh. innocent fucking children. So on March 5th, because um, at first she like waves her right to be extradited back to Idaho. She's like, I'm just going to chill out here in Hawaii jail. They're like, no, get the hell out. Yeah, basically <laughs> they were like, no, bitch, you, we don't want no part of you. You got to leave. So on the 5th, she sent from Hawaii jail back to Idaho. She's still not saying where the kids are, or what's going on. 
they're still trying to reduce her bail. And eventually, uh, when she's in Idaho, they get it down to about $1 million. Um, then on April 9th, the next month, the Idaho Attorney General stated that Chad and Lori, Lori both are now under investigation for conspiracy, attempt, and or murder. Um, yeah. So then some more time kind of passes. And then now we're into June 9th of 2020, two years, almost two years to the day after Charles's murder. Mm-hmm. Um, they do another search on Chad's property. And that's where they find the remains of Tylee and JJ. They arrested Chad on concealment, distribution, and alteration of evidence. And he gets $1 million bond. Bond. And, oh, God. So this is, I didn't write this part down because I remember somewhat. I don't really want to remember so much because they are children. Even though she's 17, she's basically an adult. Still, she's still a fucking kid, dude. Like, she's still a fucking kid. I've got a 16-year-old that's going to be 17 in December. Still a kid. kid. Still a kid. Sorry. No way. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like, like, even horror movies, I really don't like watching horror movies where little kids are hurt or animals are even hurt, but it bothers me more when I see kids hurt. There's some Mm -hmm. things I can kind of slide past, but this is real life. Yeah. Um, And so that kind of hurts my heart a little bit, especially like JG because he was autistic. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, just both of them, basically. They're just fucking, anyway, they're just kids. But JJ was wrapped up in a tarp and he was taped up Mm -hmm. intact and he was buried. Tylee was not. Mm -hmm. Tylee was decapitated and her body was burned up in pieces. Um, and if anybody, I mean, a, a lot of people are into true crime. Obviously, if you're watching this, you'll know <laughs> that you cannot burn a fucking body. It doesn't matter how many times you burn a body. You cannot disintegrate a body. That's why at crematoriums, they go at like mm-hmm. a high fucking rate for hours. Regular like uh, fire pits and shit. I think they only get to like 1400 degrees or 1200 degrees. Mm-hmm. I think at crematoriums, they get to thousands and thousands and thousands of degrees to be able to break down these bones, and they're still not broken down all the way. Exactly. I got my my brother, who was autistic and passed away a few years ago. I he I had him cremated, not for same reasons. I'm just gonna say yeah, that. I know. Um, he had a heart attack, but we lived way away from each other. Yeah. Um, but when I got him back from when I drove all the way back up to the Bay Area to get him from the crematorium. There and I, you know, I had to transfer him from this. They gave him, they give you the person's remains in a bag and then they put them in a cardboard box. Yeah. And they try to make it look like it came from a fucking bakery, but there ain't nothing fucking sweet and special about this shit. So when you're trans, transferring, transporting, transferring, when you're transferring from, you know, the bag to the urn or whatever you're going to put them in, there are still bone fragments. Mm hmm. There are still, like, and I mean, that's kind of disturbed. Like, I was pretty disturbed having to do that. But it, it, I was just, like, thinking about it. Like, God, like, not even this at a crematorium can completely break down a body. So mm-hmm. there was still very much Tylee there. Like, she mm-hmm. was burnt up, but she was still very much there. So they failed on that shit. And, mm-hmm. Chad, if you worked for a fucking cemetery and you were a grave digger, you should have fucking known that shit, bro. <laughs> But I guess the neighbors had reported that there were like several fires going for a long time in his yard. Yeah. So I was wondering if he tried several times to burn burn it. Yeah. Um, I do remember uh, watching in one that JJ's grandparents actually Mm -hmm. went out to the property. Yes. Like the year, like 
six months before they found the bodies, I want to say roughly. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, you see, the grandfather said, you see this open spot right here? I bet you anything, JJ's somewhere in there. Yeah. And that's they, almost exactly where he was. Yep. Yep. Because they were, like, this was before Chad was arrested. They were, like, exactly going around, like, trying, like, where the fuck are my kids? Where are the kids at, man? We just exactly. want to know where the kids are. Like, just fucking tell us so we have some kind of closure or we can closure. get them back or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So after they arrested Chad, there was a lot of back and forth in court, basically. And mm-hmm. I forget who Robert Wood is the attorney for. If he's for Chad or Lori or both, I don't know. I know he's for one or the other. But he wants to have their cases combined because when they finally go to trial, um, okay. because they're basically going to keep, they don't want to have to do this twice, basically. I gotcha. So because it's the same evidence, they don't want to have to talk about it twice. About it like, twice. let's just put them together and get this shit over with. I mean, however you're going to uh, try these people or sentence them, you can yeah. do that separately, but we want to try them together. Yeah, because um, I remember uh, when she was arrested, or she was actually in, in jail at the time of them searching his property. Mm-hmm. Um, he called her. Property. He she called him or she called yeah i'm sorry yeah she called him and he was like hey they're searching the property again you might want to get a hold of our lord yeah so i remember him saying that but i don't remember the lawyer's name <laughs> yeah and they, there's a lot of lawyers people there's a judge i'm sure they've the come too. and gone yeah. yeah there was a judge that backed out of the case he's like no fuck this shit i don't want a part of this or wow. whatever his reasons was he backed out they got a new judge for the case um, there were lawyers that bounced in and out of this um, uh, for different reasons. There's just so much going on. Sometimes it's hard to remember every little detail yeah. that's going on. Um, so in January of this year, 2021, mm-hmm. East Idaho News released a recording of Lori telling someone that she was going to murder uh, Joseph Ryan. But she became closer to God, so she didn't feel the need to do that anymore. I, You know what? Honestly, I mean, it's kind of weird in that case because... Yeah, everything that's happened makes it look really bad. But, but this motherfucker was molesting her child and abusing and, everybody. And, I would have said the same bullshit. Close mm-hmm. to God or close to the devil, I don't give a shit. I would have said, no, I'm going to murder this motherfucker. You touch my kid like my that, kid? you're mm-hmm. done. You're fucking you're done. done. You're done. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, because obviously this guy was never charged with anything. He never went to jail. Nothing stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, so he gets to, he's one of the ones that gets to walk away scot-free. Uh-uh, motherfucker, I'm coming for you. You're done. But then all this other shit happens, so that doesn't really help her at all right now. No, you're um, right. So, I mean, in this, like I said earlier, in this little instance in her yes. life, I cannot fault her at any fault, at, at any time, mm-hmm. at anything for this. Because that's a very exceptional part of her life. Oh, yeah. That I think a lot of mothers and fathers and grandparents and people who care about children or have ever been victims of this can relate to yeah uh, well not relate to but sympathize with maybe Um, kind of envy if you will (laughs) if they didn't have the right uh protection from family members like they should have yeah so finally finally we are kind of we are very much at the end of this right now for what we have going on in this timeline and the information that we have currently finally june 8th 2021 lori is sent to the department of health and welfare and a psychologist says that Lori is not fit for trial. So she has 90 days to restore to her mental capacity. Also, they said she's destitute because she has no money. 
because she's not getting social she's not getting the money from uh, JJ and Tylee's accounts for their social security. Um, she did wasn't getting the life insurance policy from Charles's death. Mm-hmm. They took they took that money back from Tammy's Isn't death. Awesome. They, that life insurance policy that they had for they took all that money back. They're like, no, 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 no. fuck you, homie. We're taking this shit. That mm-hmm. is not yours. Um, so she's got to restore her mental capacity, but she's already been checked by a mental health clinic before and they said oh no homegirl's good so now mm-hmm. it's kind of playing to her i think she's playing honestly because she it was convenient yeah. it goes back to being manipulative mm-hmm. um very much uh, again it's not all mormon folks but no. a lot of them like to put on a front regardless of what's going on at home even people that aren't mormon do the same thing mm-hmm. but i see it a lot I, i've yeah. seen it a lot they yeah. will put that that fake facade on just everything's hunky dory Mm -hmm. and then deep down inside it's not hunky dory yeah very narcissistic if if you will yes and she was very manipulative because she got all these people Mm -hmm. to drink her Kool-Aid again Mm -hmm. she fucking yeah she got all these people to believe her and think that she was just you know this very soft light pleasant Mm -hmm. woman that just loved her children and she was just you know you know, she was and a she may have queen been. And shit. She may have been when she was younger. However, comma, something switched. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was just the interaction with Daybell that really got her to start thinking more erratically, if you will, with or what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> more uh, eccentric with it, if you will. Yeah. Or out there. I think it that escalated <laughs> it, but I I just wish there was a way you could pinpoint exactly where that switch was flipped. Yeah, I think she's just like a sociopath or some shit. Like, there's there's really something wrong with this lady. Like, she yeah. is just very delusional. She's manipulative. Lots of shit going on. Hopefully, we can find something out from this because she's still she's still in the hole because this was in June. So this was last. This wasn't even a month yet because today's the third no. of July. July. So this yep. is barely not even a month ago not even that she went. Yet. So she's still got some time. Um, and now Chad is also pleading not guilty to everything. He's claiming he had no clue that those kids were on his property. No Come clue on. at all. Even though there's evidence yeah, you that texted Alex your had been wife about yes. a raccoon right where she was buried. And then there was also the emails. Like oh, earlier. Yeah. The emails, oh, I meant to they bring that up too. Yeah. The the reason they found out about um the wedding ring and everything being used. On her ex-husband Charles's uh, PayPal account was because his sister had all the login information for it, and she was the one that actually found that out. That's why they were able. They did make a trip out there to visit the residence to see, you know, because everything was shipped to mm-hmm. the place where when they were still trying to find JJ. At this point, you know, they still were believing that they could find him, and yeah. And they're actually the ones that that figured out that she had been charging all kinds of stuff because the sister had found the email or the the password for her brother's PayPal and yes. all that kind of stuff and Amazon accounts. And apparently she had been doing it for a while. Yes. Like oh, buying okay. stuff and sending it there. Yeah, because when... um. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I popped out again. I don't know. It only does it on this podcast. I've got to figure out what's going on with this. But anyway, <laughs> but um, 
but yeah, she was, she was using his credit card. And then like, um, after Charles had died and she found out for sure that she was not getting any money from him, she was like calling Kay and she was like complaining and saying like, you get all this money and I'm stuck with five kids to take care of because of Charles's kids from mm-hmm. the previous relationship. And then Tylee and JJ and Colby, um, she was pissed off, but then she still, but between, um, Tylee and JJ, their social security that they were getting every month, that was four grand. She was getting from them kids alone. Whoa. She was getting $4,000 a month. And that just came out Thursday too. Gotcha. So she was sitting there. She just wanted all the money. Like she just wanted it all. Like mm-hmm. she's got a lot of fucking clicks that don't clack. Like it's just fucking weird. But, um, and so July 1st, which was two days ago. This was Thursday when all this shit started coming out again. (laughs) Um, The new documents that have been heavily redacted. um, I guess I basically already said this, uh, giving cell phone records that they take it all from the cloud, basically. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So that Lori and Alex's wife were talking about Charles and trying to get rid of him, the crazy religious beliefs and another conversation as well that, this they're trying they don't know if it maybe they put the name in wrong or if this is a new person that has never come up before named julie hmm so very interesting very interesting stuff we are we have with this game i don't know very. what's happening but i'm very intrigued so. very intrigued <laughs> oh, da, 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 like, I can, it's like it's and that's the end for now that's that's basically yes, everything <laughs> caught up Without the little tidbits in here and there. Like, because, oh, God, there's just so much. So much. Like, and they're already starting a fucking, like, a, a, a what was it? A, a movie. Or yeah, like, Aaron put in the movie. comments. Yeah, Aaron put in the comments, oh, shit, this is a Lifetime movie. They are actually, they've already filmed a, oh, yeah. a Lifetime-type movie. But they're like, oh, we just want to show, like, the in-between stuff. It's like, bitch, we don't know all the in-between no, stuff in-between. yet. We're still finding it out. Stop it. Yeah, why don't you just hold tight? Yeah, because they're trying to jump the gun right now and just trying to cash grab on this shit is what I'm feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so... While it's hot. Yeah, grab it while it's fucking hot. Well, so this shit ain't cooling down for a minute because we still got a while to go. She's Mm -hmm. still got at least another two two months to get her mental health restored so that she has understanding of what her rights are and what's happening. Um, I call bullshit, but whatever. She's she's just buying time is all she's doing. Um, And so they're saying that they think that the trial is going to happen either the end of this year or the beginning towards spring of next year. Next so I'm kind of like, fuck, like just fucking, I'm a, I want to go in there and smack this bitch totally. around. That's all I want to do. All right. Because how do you do this to children? How do you do this to people, period? But how do you do this to children? To children. Especially one that is your own. Mm-hmm. One that is physically your own. How do and, you do that? I saw some... Uh, videos of her when when she was alive mm-hmm. uh, you know the child seemed very sweet very kind and loving she she went oh do you like to cuddle but you don't have a significant other call me yeah i'll come cuddle you you know like just she's very sweet and she loved and jj sweet. she loved her brother she fucking loved him that was not her biological brother but she would carry him around him. and oh, say yeah. this is my baby this is my baby like, she just adored the shit out of mm-hmm. him. She mothered the fuck out of that little boy. And oh, it, yeah. it's so sad, man. It's so sad. These children never get to experience anything. They never get never to get live to a life. Grow up. Yeah. 
she didn't get to go to prom. She didn't get to get a driver's license. She didn't get to have a family. And this little boy, like he, he gets nothing. He gets no high school. He gets none of that. He, he just, his life was cut so short, very short. Yeah. I was just remembering there's a big stage in every Mormon child's life. Mm-hmm. Mine was a little later just because of <clears throat> how things happened. Um, I had different last names and all that kind of stuff. So it took a little longer, but the age of, I want to say it's seven or eight. It's been a while since I've done any of that, but mm-hmm. you get baptized. Okay. JJ wasn't even old enough to get baptized. Oh. Either that or he was baptized shortly before. Maybe they might've, because they he might've was- squeezed it in. But like I said, mine, I, I want to say I was like eight or nine when I, was baptized just because of all the paperwork that had to be done first because of that's one thing that that the mormons are great about is their documentation of Mm -hmm. all of the spiritual aspects of everything they want to make sure everything's well documented so okay that's why you know being raised one name most of your life and then having to switch and then go back and forth and yeah that's okay. why I had to wait until I was older. But yeah, that's that's a big thing in the the Mormon religion is baptism. And I don't think he was old enough to even be baptized. Or if he was, it was shortly after he was baptized. Aw. Maybe that'll come out in more of their discovery or because there's so much shit. Like I said, there's so much stuff so much. they're not talking about, especially the way that Tammy died. And I really hope that they look into more of Alex because if they find shit with Alex, then that would just make everything more concrete. Exactly. And oh, also, also, they, um, if they, when, when they go to trial and stuff, they are looking at possibly getting the death penalty. Good. So yeah, I hope they both fucking get it. I hope they both I get it. Too. I hope that it's botched. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, but I'm hoping that it's botched and I hope they have to sit there and fucking suffer through it until they okay. fucking die. So, sorry, not sorry, but these people are fucking cruel. They're fucking horrible pieces of shit. And that it is what it is. But, yeah. So, that's, that is all we know right now of what's going mm-hmm. on. Now, we've got to wait a little bit longer to get some more, you know, information. Hopefully, you know, the trial will be. I want the trial to be this year just because I want this shit over and done with. Exactly. I think they got <laughs> enough on them to get the death penalty. And, and I'm not for an eye for an eye kind of shit all the time but um (laughs) oh i am but i hope i I definitely hope that they fucking get it because they are guilty without a doubt like normally i wouldn't say i hope this person gets the death penalty because a lot of times i'm like well you know if you kind of look over here i kind of try to look at both sides i do too but there's just without a doubt these people are just fucking evil they are just evil and they are crazy and they just need to not be on this earth anymore taking Mm -hmm. our tax dollars to fucking survive it's bullshit so, uh, but that is our story for this week. God, okay. So an hour and 45 minutes, we could have made this a two-parter, but I'm glad we, we muscled through it. Yeah. And thank you, Aaron, for hanging out through most yeah. of this. I don't know if you jumped in and out, but Jesus, you've been commenting off and on. So I'm assuming you hung out and listened this entire time with someone else. Like, Cause I can see the count in the top of the screen, but, um, 
but yeah, this is just, this is insane. And I hope that they get this wrapped up and cleared up really soon so we can get closure, complete closure, not just us, mm -hmm. but of course the family. The families. And, yeah. and that's one thing I want to stress too. When, when we talk about these cases, whichever one it may be, I, I sincerely feel sorry. And, you know, my heart goes out to the family members that are having to survive through all of this. Yeah. The ones that, you know what I mean? That, they don't have their loved ones there anymore. That's that's one thing that I, I really feel bad about. But hoping that, you know, maybe keeping an older case more relevant mm -hmm. with what we do and can help in some way. That's that's the way I look at it is, you know, because, again, it was it. He was a podcaster. The the day. Chad. Yeah. Chad. But, you know, it's just I, I've seen so many cases be solved or be more relevant in the news because people like us are, are keeping the stories alive and trying to find the answers for the families of the lost mm -hmm. loved ones. Yep. And actually it's, yeah, I'm glad you said that because not that long ago, um, shit, what's her name? Uh, Kristen smart. Yes. I was Kristen actually smart. We watched that the other day. Yeah. Kristen smart a couple months back. Um, her case um, she was a Cal, Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. Mm -hmm. She was a college student. She was, I mean, I'm sure maybe we can get onto this later That's on, but her case was basically mm -hmm. solved through a fucking podcast because basically. they brought it back up. And this guy was like, so into this case and he brought it out. And then there were people who were actual witnesses that came forward to this podcast. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, I know more stuff. And they're like, really talks to really? me more. Oh, yeah. And they were able to. Um, bring up new information and that, new charges and new charges applied to the um what's the word the the criminal that they thought it was <laughs> yeah yeah the suspect or the, the suspect that's the word suspects, suspects. <laughs> and yeah and they fucking they solved it and it was just like holy shit so I mean it it is a cool thing to do what we do I mean we're not out there saying we're trying to solve oh, all these cases not we're at just, all but. We're just, talking we're just about hoping it. that we help somebody in some way. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, maybe like, you know, people are into true crime for different reasons. Sometimes it's because we're glad we're not the victim. Um, sometimes it's because we're fascinated by how people work and why they do the things that they do. Or, you know, sometimes people just, they're very curious about the actual horrors of the world, you know, and, and how horrific mm -hmm. people can be in their actions and for whatever reason it's always for a different reason it's you know mm -hmm. it's like a fingerprint everyone is different, different in all of this shit i mean we can be similar but every reason is fucking different and different. every style and action and you know outcome is always fucking different so it's very fascinating and very intriguing so that's why we do what we do so <laughs> it's so much fun at the same time it so, is and and it's fun honestly I know it, it might seem dark to some folks, but, you know, I'll sit here doing research for whatever case we're going over. And the three of us, me, my son and my husband, we will all sit there and talk about it and, mm -hmm. you know, get different perspectives that maybe one yep. of us wasn't thinking about. That's what I love about it. I love questioning. Well, you've got this this information but what if we looked at it from this side you know what right. i mean just getting that different perspective can couch make detectives a, exactly i love that term i couch love it detectives i love it I'm, yeah, a couch I'm, detective. I'm in my uniform today <laughs> I, 
I'm getting ready to go swimming. So <laughs> not in You're my not proper time. <laughs> I'm not on duty. <laughs> oh my but. gosh. Well, this, oh, this was a long one, guys, and I appreciate you guys sitting in for this one and for Definitely. for everybody on the audio uh, the audio platforms. Thanks for hanging out. I don't know. I may cut this one during uh, editing today. I may cut this one in half and make it a one and two mm-hmm. and just maybe put the second half up on the on something else for a bonus until later on and then put it. I don't know how I'm going to do this yet. I'll figure <laughs> it out. I have all day to do this shit. Because uh, I got to get up on that uh, Patreon and, and shit like that and put up um, the uh, the case information and shit that it's going to be a little harder to find in some places. Because um, that's what we do over at the Patreon. We try to put up the police reports and, and special information that you have to actually look. So we kind of do it for you in a sense. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, I do want to throw another thing out there. Um, mm-hmm. This week was our first week of doing the clues prior to our podcast. Um I didn't see any comments. However, comma, it's still kind of a new thing. Feel free, y'all, if, if you if you see us or hear us on any form of social media. We have an Instagram. We do have I've been doing uh, pictures throughout the week and I'll do it next week as well. Um, we do want to to kind of get more folks in here. So feel free to share and like and all that good stuff for everything, because that really does help us a lot and helps us reach more people as well. Absolutely. And we're going to have, uh, I've got merch coming soon. Um, yeah. It's just sticker merch right now, but we can give away stickers or whatever Ooh. to the people who maybe guess what the, yeah. the crime is before Saturday. So it's like, if you can solve with the clues before, mm-hmm. you know, we go live, then, you know, we'll send you a sticker or we'll send you something or whatever. Or then, you uh, could pick the theme for one of our next podcasts exactly. coming up. So Exactly. And then we'll, you know, eventually we'll get a little merch store. I'll wait till we build up our audience a little bit more. And, you know, we'll get oh, a little yeah. merch store so you can go on there and order t- shirts or whatever. And um, I don't think we're going to stick with this logo officially. It's just something I kind of got together real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think w- maybe we'll uh, come up with a different design or something like that. But the, the name is what it is. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and thank you, Aaron. He says the logo would look good on a mug. It would. I've got it stickers would. coming that they're. I don't know. I want to get some holographic ones too because those look kind of dope when I was going through the sticker options. Yeah. We're just getting some basic ones for right now. Well, and I think too, the stickers would look great in my epoxies. I can make little trays out of them. I've got the kind of the... I love that one. I I love love that one. one. It reminds me of Dexter when he had the little the blood slides. Uh I love that. That that Uh looks cool. Even though it's different colors, I love that one. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, you guys, make sure that you follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, we are also on iHeartRadio, okay. Stitcher, uh, Buzzsprout. We're on all kinds of different uh, audio platforms as, long, as well as, oh, and YouTube because we go live. Yeah. Um, we go live just because it's easier. Just to, I, like, I, like the, I like the visual one, but I try to focus on making this a, an audio one. But, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, make sure you guys follow us. All the, the uh, links are in the description below if you guys want to check out more. And yeah, check out Instagram because we're not telling you guys what next week's topic is. You guys got to, you know, look at the clues and try to solve it before we get there. So you guys make sure you guys hit us up on our, our Instagram. Um, yeah. Or so, on Facebook because I'm also posting it on my Facebook yes. story and, and the our pages Facebook story as well. Yeah. Trying to. It's still kind of new to me, but I'm getting there. <laughs> ah, it's good. I'm trying to catch you up to speed. That's what I said. If you have any questions, let me know. I'll yeah. Have to answer them. 
Uh, Aaron says, make a Twitch if you don't already. I fucking forgot about doing a Twitch. I think I think we talked about that last weekend, and I forgot I think to we do did. a Twitch. So, oh, my phone's going to die. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, join us next week. Uh, you know, we're not telling you what we're doing, but we're doing something. So, <laughs> yeah. So, go on You'll Instagram to and try to, to figure out. out. The, yeah, you got to watch to find out and follow the clues to figure it out. Um, mm -hmm. And win a pretty sticker or something. So, um, yeah. Thank you guys so much. I'm Joe. And I'm Daisy. Y'all have a good one. All right. We'll see you guys next weekend. Keep it killer, guys. <laughs>